All right, welcome back. It is December 7th. We actually didn't have a video for today, December 7th, because the slate was pretty boring. We had one play officially, and it was the Loyola Marymount under, and I believe it hit like 122. We had 139 and a half. So we got a win there, but overall boring slate. So we didn't want to go too into detail. Today or tomorrow, the eighth is one of the best slates of the entire year. I believe we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games to go over. As well as I'm going to talk about some notes from I spent today going over the season in general <clears throat> and just looking into things that I noticed and that seem to be trending through this COVID year and ways that we can break down and make better decisions based off of them. Uh, without th further ado, we will get started. So you'll notice a couple differences um, where instead of using action, we're going to be using, it is called, I cannot see because this is in a way, it's called Matic Sports. So I was told this website today, why can I not make myself bigger? There we go. I was told about this website today and we will be, oh my goodness, there we go. And we will be using it. So it is a much better website than action. If you know me, uh, you know that I really don't care for action. It was just something that I, I knew that would work. And this actually moves almost live. So it's very similar to Don Best, except for it's on a 30 second delay instead of instant, but Don Best is $150 a month and this is free. So uh, I highly recommend Maddox Sports. You just go to Maddox Sports, then I believe like it's uh, live odds and then college basketball, it's something super easy. So uh, it's pretty cool setup and short, basically uh, if something's moved recently, it, it, it's broken down in color categories. You can play with the, uh, you can play with the website, but that's what we'll be using probably for the time, like for moving forward, because it, it has been, I've been looking at it today and it has been very efficient we're going to be using this website for the for the upcoming future it has seemed i've been watching it today it seems to move spot on and then if you want to see how a move is done so for instance uh this opened at 147 it's 147 and a half right here you can actually just click and it'll take you to five times and show if it's moved any this one hasn't but a good example would be ohio state i know so it opened at four you're seeing four and a half five so you can click this five and see that it actually um open at five went down to four and a half and went back up to five so it was available at four some books uh i believe pinnacle had it at four so yeah so you see it open at four and has went up to four and a half and now five in pinnacle i believe four and a half still but super helpful website and yeah so i figured i'd share that so we're gonna get started with purdue versus miami this one is going to come down to, I feel like I have something else to tell y'all before we get started. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So we're just going to get started. Purdue, Miami. Uh, this one comes down to one thing and one thing only is Chris Likes going to play. So I saw earlier that he talked to the doctor as of the time of recording this, and he was uncertain if he's going to play with an ankle injury. Uh, the, the coach said he didn't know. So this basically comes down to Likes. If he plays, Miami's aside. Uh, if he doesn't play, I'm winning one, under 140 and a half. So I actually had this game projected at 71.67 with likes, which gets you to what 138 under with likes, anyways. So without likes, I really like that under with likes. It's a four point spread. So uh, it's all dependent on him. He's a very good basketball player and can make or break this entire game. So that is the opinion on Miami. Creighton versus Kansas. I think that. 
Kansas has looked really bad. So in my notes, I said that Kansas is 100th in offensive efficiency. Um, they're going to look to clean it up versus a good, talented team in Creighton. And if they don't, they're going to get smacked. Uh, I, I believe that Kansas is a talented enough and well-coached enough team to make those adjustments when needed. And so I'm going to have to take Kansas here, three and a half. Looks like the best number you're going to get. I'm going to skip a lot of these games because there's so many good games. I don't care to talk about the Idaho State versus Utah game situation. So as you see, these lit up. So that is um, just an example of how this website works. It thinks it's super cool. I am very interested in this site. So Colorado, Tennessee, another good game. Tennessee hasn't played a game this year, and they'll also be missing some pieces. So I'm going to have to go with Colorado plus five here. Uh, just strict oh five and a half actually we're going to take Colorado plus five and a half strictly based off the idea that Tennessee hasn't played and they'll be missing pieces while Colorado has played decent but they really haven't played anybody so we're going to take the team this this gotten some action and got the rust off Boston College Minnesota I did not break down so the next game we have is Montana Georgia thought this one was interesting <clears throat> because Montana is 0-3 and I feel like they're going to be getting some public backing because of that that being said, Georgia has been a pretty good team and being slept on. I uh, see a 10 and a half on bet online. So if you can grab a nine and a half, it's a pretty solid number for a Georgia team who has been hyper efficient. I believe they're like the top five in the nation in offensive efficiency, which if you look at their schedule, they haven't played anybody. So take that with a grain of salt. But Montana hasn't done anything to impress me. They've lost versus a decent Southern Utah team twice. To lose two times part of the same team. Uh, I just think Georgia has more talent and gonna get a job done that's a pretty big number but if anything i would grab the nine and a half so the next game we're gonna look at is ohio state notre dame it opened at four looking like four and a half and fives are basically everywhere now for ohio state and that's a side i'm gonna to have to take ohio state minus four four and a half i think notre dame's getting overvalued still as they only lost by 10 to Mich michigan state but it wasn't a 10 point game they were down i believe like 64 35 something something in that nature uh, with 12 minutes left, uh, it was not a close game, and Notre Dame just put on points while Michigan State really didn't care anymore and made it into a 10-point game. Then going into the Detroit game, Detroit held their own all game, and I believe it was a one-point game with five minutes left. Notre Dame ended up able to pull it out, and I believe they won by eight, but it's still just – it didn't impress me any, and Ohio State has done nothing to not deserve uh, the idea of them being a good team. I believe they're a mid-70, low-80s type of offense, and Notre Dame is not capable of putting up the mid-70s. I don't believe they have scored 78 and 70. Uh, both times have been either with BS points late being smacked around or uh, good shooting. I believe they shot fairly efficient versus Detroit. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm going to have to go with Ohio State here. Let's look what Ken Palm has Ohio State at. Just I need to start using websites more. So they have Ohio State winning 73-67. I believe that's a little low, but I could see like a 76-77 to 68-71 type of final. Uh, I thought that Ohio State should have been a 6.5-7, and, and so that's the side I'm going to go with there. I have Miami pulled up as well to talk about that game. 73-68, I had it at 71-67, so this number makes plenty of sense. This is an, assuming likes plays. I'm sure they have him, them winning and covering the total by half a point. So I think no likes, obviously you're gonna have to lean under and you just can't justify playing that side without likes. Next, we're gonna talk about North Carolina, Iowa. This one was interesting, but North Carolina is missing uh, Garrison Brooks. They're missing Brooks. Uh, he's hurt with an ankle sprain, I believe. And I just think Iowa has too much consistency. So they have the posts, obviously, 
they're shooting like one of the most efficient in the nation. And they also, the, the, the draw in of the post is opening up the three point shot and they have three point shooters. So I think that Iowa just has too much for North Carolina. I think North Carolina is a really good team. I had no opinion on Penn state, Virginia tech, none enough to not even talk about it. I believe I had this number set at four flat. So uh, if I had to take a lean, it would be Penn state, but w what they did to Seton hall, I just, there's no way I'm back in this team. So I, I'm not even gonna have an opinion there, but uh, it should be a good game. So the next one is Austin P plus 4.5 when as of writing. Yeah, it looks like you can get four and a half still. So Austin P plus 4.5. And uh, I think that they're gonna have the two best players on the court and talent. Just I don't think that this should have been this big of a favorite. Uh, four and a half, I think it should have been one and a half, maybe even pick them. Uh, I'll take the two most talented kids and getting points here. <clears throat> Murray State is a good basketball team, but uh, I think that, that Austin P just has the ability to take over here. And if they shoot bad, they don't cover. But uh, next we have <clears throat> Illinois Duke. So this one was interesting. It opened up at four and a half and instantly dropped to four. So, uh, oh, it's three and a half now. I really wanted Illinois at the four and a half, five mark. Five would have been perfect. Uh, but I, there's no way I could take Duke anything under. I think that for grabbing fours or four and a half still, no. So grabbing four is still good. It kind of worries me for late game free throws. I don't know why this website keeps dropping down like that. Maybe I overhyped the website too soon, <laughs> but nonetheless, I think Illinois, no matter what, wins this rebound battle. And so that is a opportunity to cover the spread. If you know me and I've, I've talked about the rebounding opportunities a hundred times. Rutgers is going to be without Geo. I think no Geo, no Rutgers. Uh, it's, it's a complete stay away game for me in the sense that I think Syracuse is, is scoring at a very high rate. I can't remember. I believe they're upper mid seventies is their average right now. And Syracuse isn't a high scoring team. So fun fact, Syracuse actually used to be my favorite team, Jim Beheim. I just love him as a basketball coach. I think the zone is a very strong read. And so it's been my team and to see them putting up numbers that they've been putting up is just, it is not something that I think is sustainable. And so it, it's kind of seen in this total looking like it should be a 70 67 type game 72 68 uh, i just can't see a justification to back syracuse but also no geo i'm not touching records so if i had to lay something here i would take syracuse plus four and i wouldn't feel very good about it so that is that okay so for the day our leans are miami minus one or miami under depending on likes under 140 and a half I see it's available. Then we have Kansas minus three and a half, Colorado plus five and a half, Georgia minus nine and a half, Ohio State minus four and a half, Iowa minus four and a half. Hopefully they win by 100. Austin P plus four and a half, Syracuse plus four, and Illinois plus four. Yeah, so that's what we have. Uh, we're not done though. We're going to talk about the season notes. So uh, I spent the day because there wasn't very many games. We just took Loyola Marymount under. I spent the day talking to a couple people that are that are very smart. Uh, shout out Big Three for Three. He makes a model on Twitter. If you guys are from Twitter, I would highly recommend you follow him. We were on Zoom today for probably two hours. He was showing me the in-depth parts of his model and the kid knows what he's talking about. He spends the time and he is one of the people that I would suggest, personally suggest, you guys follow and trust um obviously take it with a grain of salt 
he is just putting in the work for you in the back end. And I think that he does that. Like I, I saw the work that he was putting in and he's completely for free and it was ridiculous. There's people on Twitter that I know for a fact, and I'm not going to call people out, but I know there's people on Twitter that do no work basically and have massive followings that are all opinion based, no analytical, any, anything. And so to give them any kind of justification, one second, I'm going to make myself bigger. Um, I think that he's one that deserves a lot of credit. So shout out to him before we get started, because we actually had a two hour phone call today. So that's how I got started that. And it's going to lead us right into the idea of why we took LMU today. So he pointed that game out to me. And the idea was that there's angles to hit due to the high volume. So Vegas is relying heavily on, on others to try to make their lines because there's games every single day and they just can't adjust. What do I mean by this? Here's an example. So LMU today, they're historically under team. I believe last year they were fourth last in the nation in tempo, but this year they have played Minnesota twice, Long Beach State, and Southern Utah, I believe. Three of those four are high-paced teams. So, so if you just look into straight data, it looks like LMU is now a high-paced team. They're ranked like 170th in tempo, but they're not 170th in tempo. They're low 300s. They're like 330 probably. Looking like they're going to average, I believe their team total was 70 and a half today. They're a break 60 team. They're, last year, their totals were always low 120s. So, and the same thing was with Cal State Santa Barbara. I don't even think that they had played. They had played one game this year, and it was versus a D2 team. So uh, grabbing a rust factor, grabbing a, a, they were also a really slow-paced team. Um, it was just something that they weren't able to catch up on because there's been so many games in such a short period of time due to COVID. So it, just the idea of taking advantage of those, and he's really good at that in the sense that he has a model that will detect those things in big green highlight, basically like this right here, if it is such an outlier. So uh, shout out to him. The second thing we're going to talk about is travel. So home court in 2020 isn't based off having students. As you know, there's not students, but I still think that the home court advantage should be pretty significant. So I know a lot of people lower their home court advantage down to like mid ones, low ones. And I think that it should be mid to high twos, maybe even grab three points because they're not taking into account the travel that's having to be done by the players. I was told by a player today, so I talked to him on the phone. He said that they had to get tested two times the day before the game, uh, one time in the morning when they woke up and one time an hour before game time. And we're only able to practice for an hour and they weren't able to do something else. I don't, I don't think they were able to all be in the same room for a team meeting, something like that. It was something crazy. So to to just say that it's not or that it's negligible due to no students is a bit uh, ridiculous. And so that's something that I'm going to have to adjust on. I've had mine in the low ones. And looking back through games, I think that it should be mid twos. But also, you can find some some crazy information with with covid with anything because these are college kids at the end of the day uh, i'm not gonna say a kid's name but yesterday sunday um it <laughs> i don't even know how to say this there was a college kid who what appeared in very many dms asking where he should go to the nightclubs um and had a game the next day so taking advantage in any way um <laughs> Obviously, he didn't do as good as, as you would imagine the next day. So taking advantage any way you can. Um, 
they're college kids. So I, I get intel and information on a daily basis that we try to post in the Discord. I think that's the most important thing to the Discord is being able to get the information that I get and use it to your own place. So yeah, so try not to bet on kids that go party the night before. Okay, so the final note that I have for this season is the teams are putting up points. It's been a small sample size, but overall so far, there's been 82 teams that are averaging 80 plus points a game, 13 of which are averaging 90 a game. How does that compare to last year? Last year, there were six teams that ended up averaging 80 points a game, six. So yes, it's been a really small sample and a lot of those 82 teams or teams beating up on like the Chicago States or beating up on the, uh, what is it, Mississippi Valley. They get smacked around every single day. I believe their they're spread for t today or tomorrow, tomorrow is like 42 and a half to Memphis. So yeah, a lot of them are those, but there's 82 of them. So to assume that it'll go down 100%, but it's still higher than, than imagined. And so could that be due to the fact that there's no fans? Offenses can get into their sets more often. Potentially, I don't know. And it's just something worth noting and taking into account for the future. So I don't know what the, the overs have hit overall because Killer Sports, I wish I could get in contact with somebody about Killer Sports. Killersports.com is a great place for queries. It's a great database. They're not updating their college basketball this year. Quite ridiculous in my opinion, but nonetheless, can't do anything about it. So I don't have how the overs have done this year, but I know that teams are scoring points and in a hurry. So that's all we have for today um we've gotten a lot of reviews about this whole spiel in general uh, we're working on it i know that this like we need more lights it seems like it's midnight whenever i'm recording and i sound tired granted it is pretty late but uh, it needs to be more upbeat and i get that and, and we're gonna work on it and it's no harm at all in dming me and asking or giving recommendations i i enjoy it and i have enjoyed this so much and i enjoy the grind that's been youtube so far and uh get it and talking to people i believe we've probably gotten 25 dms talking about this series and how how it's helped people so i've enjoyed it and i know dan the guy that edits it is i'm enjoying learning uh, adobe and and all that good stuff this website is gonna piss me off uh, nonetheless so we have two plays for tomorrow, most likely, and I don't think there'll be much more, but tomorrow's going to be a good day, or today, if you're seeing this oh, tomorrow. Uh, will be a good day of basketball and a day to learn, so just make sure you're crossing your T's, dotting your eyes before you bet anything. These are all leans of mine. Don't take them too far. Take them with a grain of salt. I believe we actually did pretty good on our leans the day before, uh, day before last was Sunday. I think they were like five and two, six and two. So that's always cool. West Virginia missed on like a last second shot or something. But again, their leans, take them with their worth, do your own due diligence. And thanks for watching. Please subscribe if you haven't liked this video so that more people can see it and we can keep making content like this on a daily basis. If you're listening to this on Spotify, we appreciate you as well. But you can't see most things we're talking about. So watch it on YouTube. Nonetheless, Appreciate you guys and I'm out.